Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. Hi, this is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Practice Hack of the Week. Most of us are creatures of habit in at least some part of our lives. Maybe we tend to gravitate towards the same section of the parking lot at the grocery store, or still eat the same kind of jam we grew accustomed to as kids, or consistently sit in the same row and section of the movie theater. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of predictability, of course, whether it's having a consistent warm-up routine or setting up an area of the house devoted just to practicing. It's nice not to have to reinvent the wheel every day. But there are times when a dose of unpredictability is exactly what we need, especially when it comes to learning skills that must be executed in the messiness of the real world. How so? A team of researchers in the Netherlands recruited 20 airline pilots to study the effect of surprises on flight performance. All participants were employed as pilots and had flown at some point in the previous week. Their level of experience varied, but on average, they had 12 and a half years of flight experience and almost 7,000 hours of flying time. After receiving a briefing on what to expect, each pilot participated in a 20-minute training session on a flight simulator, in which they practiced recovering from stalls in eight different scenarios, like with different altitudes, angles, and speeds involved. After ensuring they were able to successfully recover from stalls using the FAA's recommended stall recovery procedure, the pilots then participated in a second 20-minute flying session. They were told to expect that something would happen three minutes after crossing a specific landmark, causing the plane to stall. And for half of the pilots, this is exactly what happened, the anticipation group. But for the others, the surprise group, The stall happened unexpectedly, five seconds before even reaching the landmark. Given that these were experienced pilots who fly for a living, the researchers were curious to see how much of an impact, if any, the unexpectedness of the stall would have on the execution of the recommended recovery procedures. So how'd they do? Well, while all the pilots recovered from the stall successfully, and nothing catastrophic happened, there was a significant drop in performance when the pilots were surprised. Their response time was slower, they lost more altitude before recovering, and most importantly, the majority of pilots failed to perform the recovery protocol as accurately as they did when the stall occurred at the expected time. As lead author Anne-Marie Landman later explained, quote, 
Being skillful when you are not surprised and being skillful when you are surprised are two very different things. So what lessons might we be able to take from this study and apply to audition or performance preparation? Number one, plan for the inevitable mistake or two or three. I never gave any thought to what I'd do if I had a memory slip or how I'd refocus my attention after missing a big run or how I'd slow things down if I found myself starting to rush uncontrollably. Why not? Well, on some level, I think I was afraid of jinxing myself, that acknowledging the possibility of mistakes might somehow make them more likely to happen. But actually, learning how to respond to mistakes in the moment is an essential skill, a big part of which actually involves learning how to ignore mistakes. The second takeaway might be to develop a mistake ritual. Many athletes have what they call a mistake ritual, to help them rebound more effectively from bad plays or poor shots. It's a way of moving past the mistake and getting back into a better headspace. Because as tempting as it is to dwell on what just happened, the time to do that is after the performance, not during. So what does a mistake ritual actually entail? Kind of depends on the athlete, but a big part of it really is just letting go of the mistake, releasing muscle tension, and getting your head back into the present moment, not dwelling on what just happened basically just forgetting what happened and reviewing it later when you have a chance. The third takeaway might be to practice using your mistake ritual when you're least expecting to need it. Mock auditions, mock performances, even lessons are perfect opportunities to practice cruising right past surprises and mistakes. Whether it's a playing-related mistake or something around you in the environment, like the room being much warmer or colder than expected, or even having to wait longer than expected, Dealing with these mistakes in practice can be a helpful way of making sure you're prepared mentally when they happen in the real world. And if you really want to make things more interesting, you could consider asking your pianist to surprise you with unexpected tempo changes or a sudden lack of responsiveness when you're least expecting it, like in some rehearsals, but not others, or, and with your teacher's permission, in a lesson, maybe even in a studio class. (laughs) 